Welcome to the Boma, New Jersey podcast, where we feature industry leaders, allied partners, and share important industry insights. I'm John Majeski with Ellen Wolf as your hosts. Episode number 10, part one, is brought to you by Cannon Hill Capital Partners. Founded in 2022, Cannon Hill Capital Partners is a privately held, vertically integrated real estate operator and investment manager focused on managing, acquiring, developing, and redeveloping high-quality real estate in the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic markets. Established through a management-led buyout of Columbia Property Trust investment management business, Cannon Hill acquired 34 properties totaling over 9 million square feet. Our corporate headquarters is located in New York City and has regional offices in Massachusetts, New Jersey, Northern Virginia, and Washington, D.C. On this part one of a two-part episode, we will get to know Bowman, New Jersey officers, Vice President Dominic Pico, Secretary Tina Hanthi, and Treasurer Connie Calantropio. Welcome, guys. Hello. John, welcome. Thank you. I appreciate everybody taking the time out of their busy day. I know as property managers, you're, you guys are always very busy. So thank you again. So we're just going to jump right into it. So we want to get to know you. So where did you guys grow up? So I um, spent my, my childhood in um, Rutherford, New Jersey and Montclair. When I was uh, about eight years old, my family uh, moved from Rutherford to Montclair, where I spent most of my, I guess, years in uh, elementary and graduated from Montclair High School. Okay, great. So Jersey girl. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a Jersey girl too. Born and bred in Sussex County, New Jersey. Uh, Went to Lenape Valley, lived in Stanhope, New Jersey, and have lived in and around there um, all my life. And, you know, my first property management job was at the Rockaway Town Square Mall, which I think everybody knows. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, definitely. Route 80, exit 37. What about you, Dominic? I was born in Brooklyn, New York, uh, Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, to be exact. Um, we moved here to Jersey when I was um, in, at like three or four years old, and I grew up in Madison, New Jersey. Uh, my father's job moved him here. He was a facility manager at um, Allied Chemical at the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. So property management, facility management runs in your family? Following in my father's footsteps, so to speak. Yes. It took me a little while to get there, but yeah, I, I, I've been following in his footsteps. Cool. Very cool. Very cool. So like most kids, when, they, when they're little kids, right, they're thinking about like being a firefighter, being a doctor. Uh, maybe a police officer. Most people don't think about property management. So how did you guys get involved with property management? Connie, you could go first. Sure. Um, So, you know, I answered an ad for a receptionist and it turned out to be uh, a tenant service coordinator. Um, And it was just shortly after I was married many, many years ago. (laughs) And um, it was for LaSalle Partners um, at the time, which was before they were Jones Lang LaSalle. And um, and that's where I kind of just got my foot in the door. Um, and I from that moment, I, I really enjoyed property management. I've never, um, never ventured outside of property management. Um, I, you know, had a lot of admiration for some of the colleagues that I worked with who were aspiring to be property managers. And at the time, I didn't even know what a property manager was. Um, but that's basically where I 
got my foundation and my my first uh, learning experience in property management. Oh, wow. What about you, Tina? Well, I, too, my first role was as the front desk coordinator for the Rockaway Town Square Mall. And then I was promoted to the assistant to the general manager. And I think it was there that I kind of saw what was going on behind the scenes in a large scale campus. But it wasn't until five years later when I worked for Lamar Companies in uh, Morristown, New Jersey. They are a REIT that uh, handles a portfolio of strip malls and shopping centers and a little bit of office space. They gave me my first property to manage when I was 25 years old. So that was a unique challenge. And um, I had a lot of great mentors and support, you know, holding me up along the way. It's a big responsibility at 25. It was, it was. And there weren't a lot of women in property management at, uh, in 1995. So. Wow. That's, that's definitely changed a lot. Yes, it has changed a lot for the better. Absolutely. Dominic, so how'd you get started? Well, I mean, you know, I I told you I'm following in my father's footsteps and he was always the type to do everything around the house himself. So he got me involved in all kinds of projects around the house, painting and fixing up and, you know, remodeling and everything like that. Um, And after, after I graduated, he said, okay, you know, you're going to, start looking for a job. Um, So why don't you come work for me until you find a job? So I was actually a day porter at Allied Chemical for about six months to not six, six to nine months over there while I was, you know, hitting the pavement and, you know, trying to find a job. Um, But I was always interested in computers because they were first coming out back then, if you remember that. So I got a job in a computer room and then I got a job um, at Crum and Foster um, working in their computer room that evolved into taking care of their phone system that evolved into taking care of their whole building and then also then we then we all got outsourced to a company called galen wentworth and that's when i started with galen wentworth and you know been in property management ever since so i was an engineer at galen wentworth evolved into a property manager and you know and into the position i am in today so wow so, Connie, a lot of people like these days, right, they change jobs frequently, right? So they're going from one job to the next. What made you decide when you're in property management that, hey, I want to make this this my career? Like, what was that deciding point or the thing that really kept you here to you know, grow within the industry? Um, I think it was um, having like the mentors um, that I had along the way. Um, they really you know, took me under their wing and made me realize all of the possibility and the, the opportunities that lie ahead of me. And I think that in property management, you have a career path. You don't always have that uh, in front of you in a lot of other jobs and you can see the progression in property management and it's it's very rewarding. That's great. It's definitely helps me can see the path forward, you know, to, to move up within the company. Yes. What about you, Tina? Um, I'm very people oriented. So I feel that because you're constantly dealing with something new every day, you're able to help people and you see immediate results. That's sort of what kept me here in property management. Because like you said earlier, you know, who wakes up when they're five years old and says, I want to be a property manager or I want to oversee a commercial real estate campus. That's usually not something that's on the tip of your tongue. But, you know, when you're working for an organization, 
that owns or manages assets, um, you know, and you see the pride they take in their staff and in the way they maintain their properties, it just keeps you coming back. So. Yeah, that's great. What about you, Dominic? Yeah, I'm going to echo a lot of what um, Tina just said, because, you know, it, it's the love of helping people. I love to help people. I love to solve problems. I love to, you know, um, machines. I love to, you know, fix them. I love to watch them run and, and make sure they're running at, you know, top performance all of the time. Um, and it's it's something different every day. I mean, it's it's not sitting behind a desk. It's not going into a cubicle. Um, it, you don't know what to, you can have goals at the beginning of the day, but that can go all get railroaded very quickly and easily with, you know, the, you know, the flavor of the day, whatever's going to happen there. Yeah. You definitely have to be adaptable, right? If somebody knocks on your door and you have something you have to go run and take care of. Exactly. Yes. That is true. You get what you get and you don't get upset. You know, you have to, <laughs> every day is different. The only That's a great way to put it, Tina. Yeah. The only constant is change. That's right. So to talk about some BOMA questions now. So Connie, how did you get involved in BOMA and how long ago? How long have you been involved with BOMA? Well, I've probably been attending BOMA uh, uh, meetings and events for over 20 years. Um, and I wasn't ever really um, involved until um, I was recommended for the board by one of my um, former managers. And that's when I became a little bit more involved and, and became um, and I and I joined some committees. Up until then, I, I hadn't um, volunteered for anything. Um, so once I I joined the board, um, I really it's just started to escalate from there. I met a lot of uh, really good friends and you know a lot of contacts. Um, I joined some committees and I've participated in. Um, some of the volunteer efforts, and it's really been a great experience for me. I've been involved with BOMA for about 27 years. Like I said, I started as an engineer. Galen Wentworth is a big uh, advocate and, and, and pushed us all to join BOMA and be a part of the BOMA family and, and, and get involved in BOMA. So I, you know, I've been on all of the committees, the Emergency Preparedness Committee, the en Energy Committee, the Legislative Committee, I, I've, I've done them all throughout my uh, my career. Um, I, I've taken all of the um, the courses to get my RPA and graduated with my RPA. Um, and a lot of it I contribute to, you know, I contribute BOMA to a lot of the success I have today. Wow, yeah, you have been involved with a lot of committees. Yes, yes. And now I'm working my way up. Secretary, treasurer, secretary, um, and vice president now, so. You look like That's a great. secretary now. <laughs> My earlier career was spent with ICSC and the CAI communities, but in 2012, I think, was my first BOMA meeting. Um, I was actually there supporting Headquarters Plaza, I think, in one of their Toby wins. And then, you know, I've come full circle and I'm back supporting those owners with the, the restoration of their campus, revitalization of Morristown. Yeah, that's great got started the year of Hurricane Sandy. Yes. Yes. It was, a, that was a unique challenge. And uh, we were up for, the, I lived in a community that had underground power lines. So uh, the house I was in did not get affected, but all of my communities and properties were affected. Yet I was still able to communicate because I still had cell phone service and, and a laptop. So. Wow. One of the few people during that. Yeah, time. it was great. <laughs> So, Connie, how has BOMA helped you advance your career? Well, 
to echo Dom with the um, RPA classes, um, I actually um, achieved my RPA as well. And I think that that helped me advance my career. Um, I'm not sure whether that's something that is, I don't want to say relevant, but is that is, is being um, utilized as much these days. But um, for me, um, it was a big, a big achievement. Um, and I think it led to some of my advancement. Um, also, you know, getting my real estate license um, helped me as well. But uh, definitely um, BOMA has been a big part of things. Just being on the board uh, is something that has been looked upon favorably by my employers. And um, just the educational aspect of some of the uh, events that we've had, some of the speakers, um, this has all been helpful to me and the resources of, of the allied vendors at BOMA can also help advance your career because, because of their help um, and their quality, the quality of those vendors, um, it helps us to do our jobs much better and be more successful. And uh, so that all has played a role in my advancement. That's great. What about you, Tina? Um, I think that for me, it's who you know, right? Uh, I think being engaged with BOMA as well as being very active on LinkedIn, uh, networking has supported my career growth. Um, I think that when I need something, I know who to call. I stick with BOMA friends and allied service partners. You know, it's a very tight community. And when you've been doing it as long as I have and Connie and Dominic, you know, you your reputation, your reputation precedes you. So you know so many people and you see the same faces over and over again. So I think it's being kind and consistent and you know, knowing your audience and learning from the people that you're working alongside. So. Yeah, consistency is so important in, in anything you do. And, and like you're saying about the network, I mean, BOMA has such a great network. I met so many great people there. Like you said, other allied vendors to ask questions to, other property managers that maybe a different part of their career than you are. Well, and you heard Connie, resources. like LaSalle. Galen Wentworth, right? I mean, all those companies morphed and merged over the years, and we all are still uh, communicating and friends with the people who worked with them. So it's all in who you know and how you network. Absolutely. What about you, Dominic? I'm going to, you know, I'm going to echo everything that, that Connie and Tina said. I mean, BOMA is a great, you know, family oriented, oriented kind of a, you know, environment that you walk into. And I've always walked into, you know, when in the early days, I'd walk in with a problem. I said, I got this problem. I, I need to solve this problem. You ask a question in a BOMA meeting or out in the open, you're going to get 10, you know, people that are going to want to help you and respond to you and and, and guide you and, and offer their assistance if, if needed or, or just offer their advice. I mean, it's a great resource to, um, you know, to problem solve um, anything that we have in our industry these days. Especially during Absolutely. the pandemic. I mean, I think that BOMA really stepped up from a national standpoint and from a local standpoint, you know, and we were able to offer weekly connectivity meetings with all of our memberships and service partners to help people answer questions, understand if they were doing the right protocol with regards to cleaning, um, you know, HVAC filters, you know, I think that's when we really saw the benefit of being affiliated with BOMA was the last two years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, BOMA, it's a, it's a brain trust, right? How I met you, John, right? <laughs> exactly, that's, that's right. 
Absolutely. And then Connie, you're talking about education. So one thing I want to bring up, so I'm on the education committee and we're going to have a foundations course, um, 2023. It starts in April. I think it's April 3rd. Um, you can check the BOMA website, but that, that is something that we're trying to get more and more people educated, um, out there. So if anybody's listening, they want to join the foundations course, we'll be doing it this year. So please reach out to us, check the BOMA New Jersey website. So what are you guys looking forward to bringing to BOMA as an officer? Any particular agenda, anything that you guys as a leadership group want to focus on in 2023? I'll let uh, Dominic get started on this one. Well, we're, lo we're looking to bring back, you know, the people. I mean, we want to bring back the people. We want to get back together. I mean, in person um, is, is so much different than, you know, these the video chats. It's, it's so much more personable. Um, we want to bring back some fun. We want to bring back some education. Um, we want we want to grow the um, the organization, you know, with you know more members. I mean, and members can come from you know the um, the property managers, and let's not forget about the engineers where I came from. We should start getting those to attend the the meetings, and and all of the young professionals out there um, that can benefit from you know our knowledge, um, you know our 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 wisdom as as we get older and um, you know grow through the business. Absolutely. Connie, anything you want to add to that? Well, you know, I agree. I agree with Dom on all of those points. Um, also, I just hope that this year I want to plan to be um, a better listener. And I want to make sure that when I attend our monthly events, that I really take time to listen to what my colleagues and friends and allied vendors are, are talking about and taking their suggestions and feedback back to the board. Um, and, you know, hopefully those suggestions, you know, they'll help us all along the way. Great point. Um, Great. Again, I, I want to reiterate the young professionals um, that Dom mentioned. I think that's just something that we really need to work on because we need that generation. And although, you know, young professionals doesn't necessarily mean young, but we need that new group of, of people to come in and um, keep BOMA alive, keep it going so that it lives on. <laughs> Yeah, we need that next generation of, of property management professionals. Yes. Well, yeah, I think Tina, well, I think Dominic touched on that, you know, having the young professionals rise up within the ranks of the BOMA organization. So I think you guys have seen the BOMA video, why BOMA, you know, let's get the word out. Why is it important to be a part of BOMA? What does BOMA bring to you? Getting the, um, you know, the newcomers to property management engaged. And I always go out of my way as a BOMA officer to speak up. I stick out my hand. I introduce myself to new faces at all of the events that we hold. You know, I take pride in my role and I want them to see that, you know, pay it forward. Absolutely. What do you guys think the biggest challenges to getting more people in person, you know, kind of pre-COVID times? What do you what do you think our biggest hurdle is? Well, committee saturation, you know, there's a lot of other organizations out there and all wonderful organizations that we could be a part of. You know, there could be overlapping events in that particular week. People only have so much time that they want to devote to, to activities outside of the workday. So making sure that that aligns with what your membership is looking for. 
Yeah, and the in-person thing involves some travel. So, you know, we have a BOMA meeting, someone has to leave their office and travel down there, where these video meetings, you don't have to leave your office. You're here already. You just click in and, you know, you're there. So, I, yeah. I mean, we, we do have to get the more in-person thing going. Um, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to keep pushing for all of that. I mean, because, you know, uh, that that's what it's about, making it a, a connection with somebody. Yeah, these video minis, they are very efficient, right? You don't have to jump in the vehicle, get in traffic or anything. But like Tina was saying, and and some other people were saying in that last question, is it's about building relationships and building that network. And, and I don't know, some people might be better at it than me, but over Zoom, that's that's very difficult to do. It is. For an extrovert, it's very hard. You can't read somebody's body language. You know, when you shake their hand, you know how it feels and, you know, the weight of their sincerity. And that gets lost in a flat digital screen. Yeah. Something Definitely to see about working the room, right? Absolutely. So, again, I appreciate everybody taking time out of their day. Is there anything that anybody would like to add before we, uh, we tune out right now? I don't know. What do you think, Dom? You know, what was your most memorable Boma experience? What's something that sticks with you from from the beginning of your membership? You're gonna you're um, gonna have 27 years of Boma and see what's, what's the, your favorite the, experience. You know, my favorite experience is the people experience. I mean, um, you know, in Boma, you know, we 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 have the meetings, um, and then we also, you know, we become friends outside of Boma, and and you know, we do things outside of Boma too. So. I really love, you know, the, the, the friendships that I've created over the years and, you know, all of the people that I've met. I mean, it's just a great place to be. I think for me, um, one of the best part, one of the funnest events is um, our annual uh, Toby Gala. And I think that's great to share our successes with all of our fellow property managers. I think that's a fun, fun experience. And uh, that's what I think of a lot when I think about BOMA. Yeah, and the charity and the giving back that BOMA does is it's just, it just, you know, it, it warms my heart when, you know, when we can do something for other people or other organizations or other, you know, charities that are out there. The philanthropic part of BOMA. Yeah, that's a great part of it. BOMA definitely, there's a lot of opportunities to to volunteer in those charity events and they're, they're fun too. Like, you know, with the, the tunnel run that people do, the, that stair climbing event, I forget exactly what that's the called. We did a plane pull one year. Yeah. yeah, the plane. Yeah, it's pull exciting. It's, it's great stuff. Coming back, I hear the plane pull is coming back, which is a great event. Um, yeah, the bowling, um, the the strike uh, strike out for cancer, the bowling event that's coming up this month. Um, that's next Thursday. Third, yes, that that's coming up. That's great, Tina. What's your most memorable Boma moment? Outside of the bonfire, which was totally, I think one of my favorite was when we did the big climb at Seaside because it was right following the pandemic and people were so happy to be outside again and connecting with people. Um, it was just a perfect day for it. So I think that's one of my favorite events. And obviously I can't, I'd be remiss if I didn't say it wasn't, you know, winning the Boma Heart Award. That was a big deal for me. <laughs> definitely, definitely is a big deal. And it shows that no good deed goes unnoticed, right? <laughs> but there's so many good events, it's tough to choose. You know, we keep, uh, you know, reinventing new, new events, trying different things. It's, it's definitely a good time. So anything else anybody would like to add before we sign off? 
No, we appreciate all that you and Ellen do with these podcasts. You know, we're sorry she couldn't be with us today. Yeah, we hope you can keep these podcasts uh, going forward. You know, you're on number 10, so congratulations on that. Um, I think it's a great thing and it's, 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 it's a good listen. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, we're always looking for new ideas. If anybody has any ideas, suggestions, we're, we're all ears because we, we want to try to, you know, keep it relevant with everything going on and keep people interested. So we appreciate that. So thank you for joining us on the Bowman, New Jersey podcast, episode number 10, sponsored by Cannon Hill Capital Partners. If you'd like to learn more about sponsoring our next podcast, feel free to reach out to Bowman, New Jersey. Also, if you'd like to learn more about Bowman, New Jersey, or better yet, get involved, please visit BomaNJ.org. It is extremely rewarding, and you never know what fun projects you may be involved in. Tune in next time for all the Bowman, New Jersey insider information that you will only find right here on the podcast. Until then, I'm John Majeski. Thank you for listening. <laughs>